Hey, 20-somethings and parents and friends of 20-somethings, this show is for you. It's the most valuable thing you can do before 30 to guarantee professional success. Me and Mitch Album are going to combine to tell you. That's next. Helping you win personally so you can grow professionally to make the money you desire and the impact that you desire. This is the Ken Coleman Show. That's what we're about. Uh, Mitch Album. If that name is not familiar to you, it should be. I would go so far as to say it needs to be. Mitch Album is one of the best-selling authors of all time. Most known for a fabulous book based on his relationship with his college professor named Maury. The book, Tuesdays with Maury. Fabulous book. In fact, I would say it is mandatory reading for any person who wants to live on purpose. Fabulous book. He went on to write many, many great books. Five People You Meet in Heaven is a fabulous book. Had him on the show recently. We're going to show you a bit of the conversation uh, here in just moments. But what I love about Mitch is he started out, and you're going to hear some of that story, just being a writer to make some money in college, and then he becomes one of the legendary sports writers in America uh, a co-host of the Sports Reporters, a long-running popular show on ESPN, and anchored in Detroit, Michigan at the Detroit Free Press. And how does a sports writer become one of the greatest nonfiction writers and fiction writers, excuse me, I should say fiction writers of all time? Tuesdays with Maury, not fiction, but he's gone on to write some great fiction books. It's a fabulous journey. So I want to get right to it, and the context here is The difference between winners and losers is one thing. What they're willing to sacrifice. Winners sacrifice. Losers don't sacrifice. I had Mitch in studio recently, and I want you to watch and listen to a portion of his story, and I'll tell you what I learned. Let's roll it. So the the timeline here is fascinating to me because this is a show about encouraging people to discover who they really are, see their potential, and go get it. So uh, you're, you're at Brandeis. Where in this story, because then you go get two graduate degrees. Mm. So in that story you just shared, where does the writing come in where you write that first article and then you walk away from music? Between college and graduate school. Okay. So Brandeis, I was a musician the whole right. time. That's where I met Maury. Right. Tuesdays with Maury and yes. Maury Schwartz. Maury just said to me, if you love music, go for it, become sure. a musician. Of course, my parents were at home saying, music is a waste of time, do not do music, <laughs> you should go to law school or something like that. And then I was a musician in between, and then I started to write, and after I, I, I worked for that newspaper um, for six months without ever getting paid, which really? is something I encourage people to do all the time. Yes. I always say when young people say, you know, well, what should I do when it's my first job starting out? I say, first of all, do not concern yourself with what you get paid. Concern right. yourself with what you learn. Exactly. And I learned everything there because it was a small paper. Sure. I was the writer, the photographer. I helped place the ads. I laid out the paper. I learned all that. I worked for six months for free. And then they said after six months, they said, well, we should probably give you something. How's $25 a week? And I said, great, I'll take it. You know, <laughs> of course. With 25, when you're making nothing, 25 is a lot. It's huge. And um, as a result of that work, I had clips and I was able to apply to 
graduate school at Columbia Journalism sure. School, which is a really good school. Yeah. And it was by virtue of the fact that I worked at that place. Much of what I sent in was stuff that I didn't get paid for, but it got me got into in school. graduate school and uh, I took off from there. So I'm curious, how does a uh, musician uh, get into sports writing? Was it sometime? Well, another accident. Yeah. You know, I'm a I'm a big believer in that John Lennon quote about life is what happens to you when you're busy making plans. Yeah. You know, so I, um, when I got out of graduate school, I, I while I was in graduate school, Columbia, I needed money to help pay for tuition. They had a little job board. One of the jobs on the job board was at Sport Magazine. So I called them up and I got it. I wasn't particularly interested in sports. You know, I, was, you know, I liked them as a kid and I played them as a kid, but it could have been sewing magazine I would have taken of course that. so <laughs> I had a bunch of clips from sport magazine when it was time for me to apply to a job now I did not want to be a sports writer there was a job that was posted in uh, editor and publisher magazine which I don't even know is in existence anymore but that's how you used to get jobs and it was for a feature magazine writer I said that's what I want to do I want to write feature stories long magazines for the you know Sunday magazine piece so I got all my clips together and I sent them off expecting to get this or hoping to get this job as a feature writer. Well, months pass and I, nothing happens. So I get an assignment to go to Finland for track and field news to cover the world track and field championships in Helsinki, Finland. I only wow. mention this because while I'm in Finland, my phone rings in this dumpy little hotel room that I was in and I pick it up and it's scratchy voice like that. And I hear, uh, is this Mitch album? I said, yeah. And this is Fred Turner. I'm the sports editor of uh, the Fort Lauderdale News and Sun Sentinel. I said, okay. <laughs> he says, you know that uh, Sunday Magazine writer job you applied for? I said, yeah. You didn't get it. I said, okay. <laughs> You're calling me all the way over in Finland to tell me that I didn't get a job? Yeah. He said, well, the guy who was interviewing for that, he, he saw you had a lot of sports clips, so he brought them over to me, and I read them, and you're pretty good at sports. If you want a job in sports writing, I got one for you. And I ended up flying home. I went no down, way. met him, took the job, and I was in sports ever since. It was a total accident. If that guy hadn't walked my clips over to that man, I probably wouldn't be sitting with you right now. You wow. Know? So I always say, you know, uh, life turns on a, on a, on a moment. And it uh, does. you never know when those moments come. So good from Mitch Album there, the all-world best-selling author. And I, and I want to make sure that you catch the truth of that story. So many young people, and this is the nature of it. So 20-somethings, don't look at me right now as, you know, the Gen X who's bashing you because I'm not. I'm raising three Gen Z. So hear me say, it is the nature of all humans in their 20s to want to launch well, to want to move quickly. And when we see the data out there that a lot of college students right now are expecting to make a hundred thousand dollars first job out of out of uh, college, and and then you see people scoff about that and all that stuff. Listen, it is the nature of all humans in our youth to be idealistic because things are unrealistic for us. Our life to this point has been is essentially uh, been a lab grown environment. But here's what you got to catch. Here's what I wrote down. When you're in your 20s, and this is going to be controversial to some of you, I want you to hang with me for a second. I want to provoke you not to be angry. I want to provoke you to think. In your 20s, it is not about what you earn. It's about what you learn. I didn't say 
that you shouldn't be able to pay your bills. But there is a growing chorus of people on TikTok and Instagram that are your age, and these videos go viral, and they have influence. And then the media picks it up. Because I get called onto these news shows to talk about this. And I'm going to tell you, it's wrong. This idea that you cannot make a living while learning is a myth. But I'm telling you, it is not about how much you earn in your 20s. It is how much you learn. And I'd throw one other little statement on the end of that. It's not about how much you earn. It's about how much you learn and how often you connect with people. My book, The Proximity Principle, was the number one bestseller. It's a simple idea. If you get around the right people and in the right places, opportunity finds you. It's true in my life. I'm not the only person that's experienced that. That was just the way that I couched it. It's the way that I kind of described it. But I'm telling you, if you are willing to adjust your lifestyle, one roommate, two roommates, here's an idea, no student loan. So you're not burdened. If you are willing to sacrifice in your 20s to work for basically nothing, just to learn and just to connect, your story will be like Mitch Albums. Your story will be like mine. Your story will be like tens and tens and hundreds of thousands and millions of people who sacrificed early and won because of it later. Coming up, I'm going to go deeper into this. What can you do now in your 20s, specifically on a daily, weekly basis, to make sure you outpace your competition and earn the life that you desire? That's coming up. Hey, high school seniors and parents of high school seniors, it's almost graduation time. And if you're not sure about next steps, I want you to listen to this. Coding skills are essential in today's workforce. And my friends at Bethel Tech can help you start a new career really fast and do it cheap. It only takes nine months to complete a Bethel Tech course in UI, UX design, full stack development, data science, or cybersecurity. And your young person can get over a thousand hours of experience in a collaborative environment and then get placed. The average starting salary for a junior developer is $66,000. And the field is projected to grow by 22% over the next five years. Software development is a career with an enormously bright future. And right now, Bethel Tech is offering you 10% off if you watch or listen to The Ken Coleman Show and you pay cash. So go to BethelTech.net slash Ken Coleman. BethelTech.net slash Ken Coleman right now for details. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, welcome back to the Ken Coleman Show. Hey, listen, if you would like to hear the entire interview with Mitch Alvin, let me tell you something, it was just full of gold. We went really deep. Uh, that is going to be posted as a full episode in just two days. So as you're listening to this, when it releases, uh, it is coming. You get to hear the full interview, and it's gold. All right, now, here's here's what I want to challenge my, my 20-somethings with. And again, if you're not 20-something, don't hang up here. Don't get out of this. Uh, this would be a great episode to forward to somebody uh, that maybe you're parenting or that you know, because I really believe that what I'm about to say will help 20-somethings avoid playing catch-up in their 30s. 
And let me explain. If you don't do what I'm about to outline in your 20s, you will spend your 30s trying to catch up. It's kind of like the person who uh, maybe they got a wedding coming up and they wanted to lose a bunch of weight to get in their dress or their suit and they waited too late and now they're two weeks out and they're miserable trying to drop the weight. I, I don't want that for your 30s. I want your 30s to be a decade of stretching and evolving and, and, and the preparation in your 20s is what will allow that. So here we go. This is a really, really simple um, structure that if you are, watch this, if you're disciplined to do these three things, then the discipline will become a habit, and the habit will become a lifestyle, and this is where you see unbelievable growth. And I'm telling you from my own experience, in about a five-year period where I was in my early 30s, I had had some really awesome growth in my 20s. And I reached about a five-year period where I kind of had all the trappings, three little kids, the house, the dog, everything. And I and I was unhappy. And, and I realized that I had gotten away from doing what I did in my early 20s that got me working for the governor of Virginia at the age of 22 and then kind of a, I had a really great explosive kind of season in my mid-20s of professional growth. And I had gotten away from doing this, but I didn't, when I was in my 20s, I, I didn't think of it in this process. And so here I am in my early 30s seeing myself in a funk, in a rut. And as I began to do some life mapping, looking back on my journey, I then articulated what I had done in my early 20s to what I'm about to share. So when I share this, I want to make sure you understand that I I have lived this in in two seasons of my life. My early 20s, I got away from it in my early 30s. I got back into this rhythm, and I've been doing this now. And this is a great, simple habit. Every week, I want you to do three things. Learn something that you really need to learn or want to learn. Do something as a result of that and then connect with somebody. So now I'm going to break that down. So here's the process. Learn, do, connect. If you are on a a path to every week being intentional, and, and I don't care when you do this, but let's just make it simple. Let's say on a Sunday afternoon or Sunday evening, you sit down and, and, it's, and it's a time of quiet and, and no one's bothering you and you can sit and reflect. And I'm a fan of... Uh, moleskins, just simple little, just little lined paper and a pencil. And because I like, uh, I'm super neurotic and I need to be able to write with a pencil because if I want to change it, I erase it and it's still clean and it's the ultimate whiteboard, right? That's what a pencil does for you. But you choose what you want and you can type it up. I don't care, but here's what I want you to do. I want you to ask yourself these questions. What is something or one thing that I really need to learn this week. What do I need to learn? Could be something as, you know, I need to learn to be more likable. I need to, I, I need to get better at this one skill set at the office. I, I think there's some things I need to learn that'll make me better here. Whatever it is. And by the way, you can do this in multiple areas of your life, but here's the concept. What is a massive priority 
that I need to learn. Like I need to grow and learn this week. Boom. Great. So we so we write it down. Second, what do I need to do? Now, sometimes the doing can be connected to this thing that I need to learn. Okay? And I'll give you a fun example. Um, right now, as a hobby, because uh, I enjoy it and I like to be active, um, I am wanting to learn how to be better at pickleball. And our team's sick of me talking about it, but I don't care. I'm really into it, and I enjoy it. And I'm playing with guys that are better than me on a weekly basis. So every Wednesday night, I play with this group of guys, and let me tell you something, they're really good. And I am not the worst, uh, but I'm not anywhere close to middle. I'm probably lower middle of the pack, and I love it. Because I'm getting better by playing with better people. Now, I could say, this is just a hobby example. I want to get better at pickleball. So based on that, this week, I'm sitting on Sunday night. I go, what, what do I need to learn? I need to learn how to hold my paddle in the kitchen, blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to get into the weeds on this, right? So that's what I want to learn. Just an example. So what am I going to do? I'm going to watch some videos. I'm going to make it a priority to learn about that one thing. Now, what do I want to do? I want to get better at it. So do I go practice? Do I go spend a little extra time? Do I get a buddy to go out with me and let me work on some stuff or whatever? What do I need to do this week? Sometimes it's as simple as I got to get my taxes in or whatever. It doesn't matter. This is priority thinking. And this is where intentionality begins a, to begins, uh, to be a part of your life. So what do I need to learn this week? What's one thing, two thing, whatever. Keep it simple. Not 16 things. That's the problem. Got to keep this simple. I only have so much time, and I like priority thinking. What's the one thing? So that's the way I use this. What's the one thing I need to learn this week? All right. What's the one thing I really need to do this week? What this does is this makes us intentional through habit. That doesn't mean I'm not going to do other things. But I go into the week going, this is the one thing I've got to learn. i got to get better over here and learn this. And this is the one thing i got to do. And this is the one person I'd like to connect with this week. All right, let's walk through this. So we got the learn part, the do. All right, what I've been learning should be informing what I need to be doing. So what am I doing? All right, I got to do this. This is very important. This is the most important thing. And I got to do that. And then who is it that I want to be connecting with? Oh my gosh, connecting is a lifeblood. So can I tell you something? Um, I am in a uh, new season of connecting. I'm I'm very connected. And I don't know how to say this without I don't want to sound like a but but I I've been I've been I've been I wrote a book called The Proximity Principle. I've been intentional to connect my whole life. And as a result, I am connected. It's not because of me. I come from a lower middle class home. I'm I'm an absolute nobody. But I am very intentional to connect. And let me tell you something. I told my wife this. I go 2024 is the year of connecting for me. And so I've been connected. So I had coffee this morning with a young guy who is a mutual friend, and a friend said, you guys need to connect. Alex is going to blow you away. And I go have coffee with this guy, and we have all these crazy mutual connections that we didn't know. He's been in television shows, movies, stuff like this. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I remember seeing you in that role. He goes, 
but now I do this and I run my own agency and I'm getting ready to direct my first film and you know why I'm doing it? And I'm like, sipping my coffee. No, tell me. He goes, I started listening to the Ken Coleman show six years ago. And he goes, I read the proximity principle and it changed my life. And I'm like, you got to be, are you messing with me? And one of my friends in here, I'm looking around the coffee shop. You know, No, here's the point. So the conversation keeps going. He goes, hey, you need to meet this guy. We need to do cigars and bourbon with this guy over here. I'm like, I'm in. Here's the point. The connection piece is learn, do, connect. The connection piece is 5x more important than the learn and the do. The learn and the do is great. But if I am intentionally getting around people that are that are movers and shakers and doers and conquerors and crusaders and that it just lifts me. It, it it just changes the air. So I cannot stress enough in your 20s, listen to me. Start on Sundays thinking about what's the one thing I need to learn? What's the one thing I need to do? Who's the one person I need to connect with? And you will get into this natural rhythm. And can I tell you what I've just described for you? The ultimate growth plan. You will grow naturally. Like a weed. When I was a kid, I started growing. My grandmother would go, you're growing like a weed. And I used to go, that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard in my life. Now as a homeowner who's got a lawn and really awesome stuff I like to grow, I hate those daggum weeds. But man, do they grow. They grow 5X, right? Weeds grow 5X, 10X, the stuff that I'm nurturing. So here's the point. What's going on? Weeds exist naturally everywhere. It's all because of Adam and Eve. Go look it up. A little extra mind stimmer right there. But here's the deal. You want to grow naturally like a weed. I mean, fast, strong, anywhere. You can grow anywhere if you learn. Do and connect on purpose. I'm telling you, you do this in your 20s, you're going to outpace the competition. They're still going to be struggling in their 30s and 40s, and you're going to be zooming by them. And I'm cheering you on. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Don't we all need help being better? And they're great at it. You know, we all carry around a lot of stress from our family life and our professional life, and it can just hit us at the same time. Big stuff, small stuff. And we can talk to our friends, or maybe you have a great relationship with a leader at work or a coworker, but you may not feel comfortable telling them everything. I know I wouldn't. And when we keep things bottled up, it will eventually leak out, and it's really negative. But therapy, it's a safe space to get everything off your chest with an unbiased professional and figure out how to work through stuff that's weighing you down. So if you've thought of therapy before, you're thinking about it now, please try BetterHelp. Therapy isn't just for people who've gone through trauma. It's great to build skills, to become better personally and professionally. And BetterHelp is flexible enough to fit your busy schedule because it's completely online. All you do is fill out a short questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time for no extra cost. It's time to get stuff off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Ken today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Ken.
All right, how many of you out there want to grow professionally? Whatever that looks like for you. Maybe it's a promotion. Maybe it's a bigger paycheck. Maybe you want to move into leadership. You just want to be better. Um, and um, you feel like you've hit a little bit of a lid. And, and you need you need, you need need some, some juice, I like to call it. Uh, I want to come off of what I just taught. A little that little back half of that last lesson about connecting, there is a strategy for it, and I'm going to teach you how to do it for free. Tuesday, February 20th, 12 Eastern, 11 Central. So noon Eastern, 11 Central, February 20th. It's a Tuesday. I'm doing a free webinar. No strings attached. You don't have to pay for it. Uh, but I'm going to do a deep dive real quick, about, about 10, 12 minutes on how to make the proximity principle work for you to where opportunities show up and knock on your door. I'm really excited about it, and then I'm going to take your questions. And that's my favorite part about these webinars. Um, We just open it up, and anybody who wants to ask me a question can ask a question. So Tuesday, February 20th, 11 Central, noon Eastern, KenColeman.com slash webinars is how you get signed up. It's free, KenColeman.com slash webinars. Uh, is it Tyrell in Columbus, Ohio? Hope I got that right. You're on the Ken Coleman Show. Hey, how's it going? Good. Did I get your name right? Yeah, you. Yeah, perfect. Oh, good. I'm hooked on phonics, so it's very important. <laughs> uh, what's going on? Yeah, so here's my situation. Um, so about two years ago, I took a tech sales course. Um, and then last year, I got into my, um, my two outbound sales jobs. Um, so those type of jobs, you have to like pick up the phone and call people. Sure. Um, so I figured, you know, I'm really like an extrovert. I thrive on like social interaction. So, you know, I should be good at this. Um, and like I said, last, last year I had two different um, jobs and I was just laid off from the small tech startup job that I had. Um, the company didn't really have the budget for it. So I got laid off last week. Okay. Um, so as I mentioned before, yeah, so both of those, um, required me to pick up the phone um, and like I said, even though I love meeting new people and I'm good with like social interaction, I had what's called, they call it like cold calling anxiety. Yeah. And that's when you get on the phone and you get all nervous and oh, yeah. you sound all weird and you, you know, yeah. you stutter and all Can that Can I stuff. tell you what that is? Um, I, w- yeah, I, w- yeah, I want to just quickly address this to hopefully set you free. Everybody on the okay. planet, when they start a cold call job has that anxiety. And you know why? Yeah. It's because you are facing rejection. It's literally yeah. like, okay, here we go. I'm about ready to get rejected for a large part of my day. <laughs> and no one likes right. getting rejected. Cold calls suck <laughs> because you have to develop yeah. a muscle for it. Now, you can get good at it. But uh, the key yeah. to not being anxious about cold calling is simply getting rejected so much that you go, oh, <laughs> I'm used to that. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 for like, sure. it's like a sure. callus. The way to do a yeah. really... Uh, really intense job that requires, you know, manual labor is to develop the scars, the calluses and the muscles so that I can grab that and I can do it longer. And so I just want you to understand there's nothing wrong with you on that. That's just having to get to learn to develop a mindset that the rejection I just got is just getting me closer to the next yes. And that takes time to develop. So Yeah, and I would watch YouTube videos and they would say the same exact thing. 100%, man. Um, It's brutal. It is not for the weak of heart. (laughs) <laughs> all right so right, keep going right. so what's the question yes so ultimately the question is should i just keep on trying to 
do better in sales or should I move on to something else? Where do you want to end up? Like I said, Oh, wow. Um, you know, I, I really don't. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, you do. Um, so, I want you to so give me the, here, give me the rough draft version of where you'd like to be in 10 years. Let's just do 10, forget 30. 10 years. Come on. I would like to like do something where I like work from home. Yeah. Can, like, yeah. But what kind I, of work? I don't, I, hmm, You've wandered. Like maybe like, come on, tell me. Yeah. 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 Maybe like editing, like great. Like videos, editing like videos, like websites, editing videos. What else did you say? Like websites, great. Like booking websites, editing. Tell me about that. Videos. Tell me about that. Yeah. So yeah. So actually, a couple of years ago, I made my own website. I kind of did like affiliate marketing, where I like put like you know um, different products on there, and people would like buy them. And I got on TikTok and kind of um, helped or kind of like put some products out there, and people would come on there and buy it. Um, it was okay. I didn't really like keep up with it like I wanted to, mm-hmm. but about eight months ago, I started to get into like videography mm-hmm. and, uh, I just kind of did it for a hobby. I just walk into like different small businesses and I'd be like, Hey, can I do a video right quick? It's for free. And they'd be like, yeah, for sure. And I would show them the video and they'd be like, Hey, we'd pay you for this stuff. But it's kind of like a hobby of mine. I don't no. I never thought I would. It's not, yeah. Uh, I don't think that's a hobby. I think that is your heart going do, 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 do. When somebody walks in off the street and shoots a video for free and then shows it to people, can I tell you, that is the same thing as a cold call. (laughs) Yeah. You know what the difference is? (laughs) Calling somebody as a cold call salesperson doesn't hit your creative tuning fork the way that making a video. Yeah, for for sure. Am I right? Yeah. Tyrell. You got to pay attention to this. If I asked everybody that knows Tyrell really well, I come to Columbus, Ohio, and I walk around, I talk to everybody for a couple days, what would they say you're really good at doing? What would their talent? Mm. They'd say, he's really talented at this. This always came easy for Tyrell. What would they say? I'd probably say, like, interaction, like talking to people, um, just, like, thriving in, like, a social environment. And keep going. just, like, like, I don't know, photography and videos and... What would your teacher say? Kind of like that What would your teachers? Yeah, now we're getting somewhere. What would your favorite teacher tell me about you? Come on, say it. Yeah, they'd probably say I was pretty creative and I was just, I don't know, I was super athletic, so I had a different type of mindset to where I just, like, work hard on, like... Ding, ding, ding. Track runner, so... Ding, ding, ding. I would just, like, do individual, you know... Tyrell, individual Tyrell, listen to me. Here's the word that's just jumping out at me. Creative... Creative, creative, people, (laughs) connection. Let me tell you something. You need to be in the space that I'm in. I think there's four types of work in the world. Every job in the world could be bucketed into four types of work. You ready? People work, ideas work, process work, object work. Object being I'm building, fixing. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. All right. I think you belong in the people and ideas space. Both buckets okay. you can be you can have foot in one foot in the other my point is i think you love storytelling and creativity and creating something that moves people i'm saying that from fifty thousand yeah. feet is that true <laughs> yeah I do. all right I do so like here's that. my point you should only stay in sales long enough to learn how to really keep connecting with people and learn how to tell a story around the product or service that you are selling i think that's going to make you a 
better creative is learning how to sell something. Does it have to be cold call? No. So if you don't like the cold okay. call play, go sell something. And every time you sell, go, all I'm doing is becoming a better video editor or producer or director or storyteller. Because that's the okay. key. You got me? But yes. you are going that direction. I love that you started walking back into businesses. I'd keep doing it. Create a TikTok channel, a YouTube channel, and go out there and tell other people's stories in short form. And I think you're going to get really excited. I think your heart is going to take over your brain. And boy, watch out when that happens. This is The Ken Coleman Show. Thanks for listening to The Ken Coleman Show. For more, you can find the show on demand wherever you listen to podcasts and watch the show on YouTube. You can also find Ken across all social media by following at Ken Coleman.